Today's episode is uh, about the ants in your head that are eating away your life. That's what I was going to title this episode, but then I thought, well, that won't make sense to anybody until they hear it, until they listen to it. So instead, I came up with a better title, and the better title is, and you probably already know what it is because you wouldn't be here probably if you hadn't seen the title. But the better title that I came up with was, uh, it's about overthinking. So I want to talk about what really is happening in your head when you overthink. And this came up because one of my students asked me a question and I gave her feedback. And because it was such a great question and our conversation in our student Facebook group led to a really great back and forth that I think really helped her. And then it helped another student. And so I thought this is something that I should share. So that's why I'm sharing it. And I was certain that I had done an episode on this before and I was looking back and this is my brain. I, I, I've been doing this podcast for a little over three years now and I don't remember what I've done. I don't remember what I did two months ago, let alone three years ago. And I've been teaching about ants and I'll tell you in a second what they are, but I've been teaching about ants for probably two and a half years. Uh, and I learned it when I was getting certified as a master neuro coach. It's how our brain works. And so I have a formula to help you overcome. And what I say, because I like to have a play on words, kill your ants, because we don't like these ants. They're not good ants. They're like fire ants, the worst kind. And we want to create pets. I know you don't know what that means, but if you've listened to me, because I have talked about this elsewhere, maybe not on this podcast, but on on uh, in my training and that I do my free trainings that I do and uh, probably somewhere on social media. So this episode, I'm going to share, I'm actually going to, and if you're on my YouTube channel, I apologize because I'm going to look down and refer to my phone because uh, I want to read verbatim the conversation that the student and I had because it will be super valuable. So stay tuned and you'll learn about ants and pets and how specifically ants related to overthinking can affect you and what to do about it. And it's going to be eye-opening, I think. So listen in. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? 
Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. And speaking of being sparked, ants and pets are something, well, ants is something that will keep you from being sparked. So you need to learn how to create pets from ants and you need to kill your ants and you do that by turning them into pets. Ants are automated negative thoughts. Pets are positive, empowering thoughts. What a pet is essentially is an affirmation. And I'm sure you've heard of affirmations. Affirmations are speaking to ourselves in a positive way. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I love myself. You've probably seen YouTube videos of them. You've probably seen quotes of them. There even is an app, which is great. I love it, uh, that does affirmations. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but I'll put it in the show notes. The problem with these generic affirmations is that they aren't customized to your specific ants. So we have our own internal tapes playing in our head. Our tapes that are like the mean girl tapes, I like to say. Dr. Phil used to say they are the tapes in our head that play over and over and over again. And they're not helpful things. It's not like the happy tapes. <laughs> it's the, the mean tapes. It's things that you say to yourself in your head that you would never say to somebody else. And if somebody said them to you, you'd probably not be their friend. And if you have friends, like the way you talk to yourself in your head, you, you need to find new friends. So that's what an ant is. It's an automated negative thought that you keep saying to yourself over and over again. And we can have similar ants if we have similar experiences. And we have, like, for instance, when people get older, a lot of us say to ourselves, I'm too old to do that. That's an example of an ant. If you're saying that to yourself when you go to try something new, or you want to do something new and you're thinking you can't do it because of your age, that might be a thought that comes up. These aren't things we usually say out loud. Now, if you talk to yourself, you probably say them out loud. I do talk to myself out loud when I'm by myself. So you can say these things out loud to yourself, but you say them when nobody's around and you think them a lot. And so that's what you want to capture. You want to capture the thoughts in your head that are mean girl comments that are not helpful. They're not helping you get sparked. They're not helping you have a better life. They're not helping you go after your goals and dreams. They're squashing them. They're keeping you from them. They're keeping in your safe little bubble where you are comfortable. but you're in mediocre in that safe little bubble because you're not being challenged. You're not taking risks. 
And that's where all the fun is, all the magic. So in this episode, my goal of this episode is to really help you understand what an automated negative thought is, what a positive empowering thought is, and specifically when it comes to overthinking, because these ants can be across a multitude of things. I just gave you a quick example. This episode, I want to really hone in on the overthinking issue because many people overthink, but they don't really understand why they overthink. And if you're an overthinker, you need to listen to this. They don't understand why they overthink and they think they overthink for the wrong reasons. And to be perfectly honest, there's nothing wrong with overthinking. (laughs) Overthinking, if you think of the word overthinking, that means you think too much. Well, I think most of us don't think enough. We're so busy running around checking off our all the things on the to-do list that aren't lighting us up and not making us happy, but we're so busy on the hamster wheel of life that we're not even thinking about it. So I actually want you to think more, but I want you to think about your thoughts and what they mean. I want you to think about the mean thoughts, the mean girl thoughts, the inner critic that is inside of you, keeping you from the life that you deserve, which is a lot more fun than the one you're living, more than likely, because we could all do better. (laughs) We could all have more fun. We could all have bigger dreams. And we're playing very small in life. And as we get older, we shrink more those dreams because we don't think we have enough time. We think we're too old. We think, think, think all these things that are not true. So, and, and when I say we think, we, we really don't even think because these thoughts are on autopilot. They're so ingrained in our memory. They're in our subconscious. So we don't even think them and we are acting them out. We are behaving because of these thoughts. We are not taking action or taking the wrong action, the safe action, the avoidance action. Let let me do something else so I don't have to be uncomfortable and really think about how my thoughts are keeping me stuck. So I want you to do the right kind of thinking. It's okay if you overthink. It's okay if you overthink when your thinking is about trying to improve your thoughts. So let's start there. And then the second thing that I wanted to say about overthinking is that overthinking is a form. And this is this is the thing. This is it. This is it. So are you listening? Listening? When we say we're overthinking, but we're really not thinking at all, but we're trying to make a decision, overthinking is when you can't make a decision or when you're uh, just weighing all the options and you're taking time, but you're not making a decision. That's what's happening. So when that kind of overthinking 
is being done, that's logical thinking. It's when you're in your head way too much. And it's a form of procrastination because you're avoiding the decision because you're so invested in the right decision. You're so invested in not making the wrong decision, not taking the wrong step, that you're not taking any step. So that's the overthinking we're talking about. Overthinking when you're analyzing your thoughts and trying to improve them that will help you reach your goals and your dreams and your desires, that's fine. Overthinking and not taking action and allowing those negative thoughts to overwhelm you. And so you're not taking action. You're actually procrastinating. That's the overthinking. That is a killer (laughs) to your dreams and your desires. So I've explained what an ant is, an automated negative thought. And I've explained that you need to have or identify specifically what your thoughts are, not use some generic affirmation to counter that automated negative thought. So essentially what you need to do is we need to create the the opposite. So negative thought, what's the opposite of a negative thought? A positive thought. So we need to create a positive thought that's the opposite of the negative thought. So you're only going to help yourself get rid of and kill these ants with a personalized pet, not a generic pet. Because when we pick generic pets, positive empowering thoughts, affirmations, we go for the ones that feel good and sound great, not the ones that are most uncomfortable Because when they're uncomfortable, they're attacking the ants inside of us. And it's hard to hear the things that are countering those ants because you're so used to hearing those automated negative thoughts over and over and over again. They're part of you. And so when you come up with the opposite and you're trying to speak that out into existence every day, it is, it's, it's, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. But that's the science behind rewiring your brain. And it's got a scientific term called neuroplasticity. It's a real thing. And you can actually brainwash yourself And brainwash has a negative connotation because we hear about it used in the military, right? Or I always think of Patty Hearst because she was a good example of somebody who got brainwashed to rob a bank. But we can do this in a positive way. If you actually look up the term brainwash, it's got some positive synonyms. So we want to brainwash the positive. That's what killing an ant does. You want to kill those automated negative thoughts. You want to put those positive, empowering thoughts. And what happens when you do that? You start to attract the things you desire into your life. The universe knows the pets 
those thoughts that you are speaking and reciting every day are your communication with the universe. And the universe knows what to now deliver to you. So simply by creating these pets, you are giving an instruction manual to the universe. The universe is flying blind because it doesn't know what you want. In fact, it thinks your ants are what you want because that's what's going on all the time and you're thinking it. And when you're thinking it all the time, that's what you're sending out message-wise. It's like you don't even know it, but you're writing these messages into the into the air and sending them off in an energetic spaceship. And that's what's happening. So you think, why does my life suck? Why, why am I not having fun? And all these people that I see having fun, why can't I have what they have? Because you have ants in your head. And you just need to find some pets and replace your ants with pets. So that's why they work. It is a scientific proven fact that these things exist, that the in your subconscious, you have these things running on autopilot. And you can change them. That's what your brain is pliable. It's changeable. It's malleable. Hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. But the trick is in finding them and getting to the root of them and then changing them. You ever heard the saying, change your thoughts, change your life? Yeah, we can change our, we can change our thoughts and we can change our life. But so many people, they even if either they don't know how to do it or they know how to do it and they just don't do it because it does take a little diligence, a little persistence, but we're really busy. And so we don't have time. And then what happens? We're still stuck in the shitty life. We want to change. And how's that working? Right? So these are great. And I want you, especially if you're an overthinker, I want you to, really pay attention to this dialogue I have with my student. And I think, well, I'll say no more. I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up on my little phone here. And when I'm done, I'm going to give you about four pointers with pets because there is a trick to them. And I want you, and you can do this yourself, uh, I've just done it a lot, so I can usually come up with really good ones. <laughs> so I uh, I love, and I'm also, it's interesting, I'm a words person. I've always had loved words and play with words and make fun of words. I love naming things. And so it's kind of like when you're creating a pet from an ant, that's kind of what you're doing. All right. So here's what the student said in our group. She came up with an ant that, quote, I have a hard time making personal decisions and sticking to them and not overthinking. Well, in reality, that's not really an automated negative thought because a thought is actually what you're thinking. And we don't think like that. We don't think a thought that says, I have a hard time making decisions. What our thought is, why couldn't I decide that? Why 
can't I make an easy decision? Why do I overthink things? I'm so stupid or I can't get anything done or, you know, so those are the kind of things that come up in terms of thoughts. That's what we do, we tend to do is we hear our thought and then we kind of paraphrase our thought. We're like, well, this is what, this is what is behind that thought. What you can still get to a good pet based on what she told me. All right. So she came up with some example pets and I'm not going to go through those because I want to tell you what I, what I, what my response to her was, and this is what you need to do. Ask yourself good questions. So I'm a question asker and, and you need to be as specific as possible and, and direct in, because what you're doing is you're going to take that ant and turn it into a pet. And like I said, is you want to do the opposite. So it's really important that you're real specific with what that ant is. So my question to her was, and I said to her, the more specific and direct you can make your pet, the more effective it will be. So here are my questions. You say you have a hard time making personal decisions. Can you get more specific about what personal decisions you struggle most with? You say you don't stick to them. Are you saying you do make decisions? but don't follow through on them? What does that mean? Does that mean you don't set goals around them? So that was my second question. My third question was, you say you overthink. What does that mean to you? And what causes this to happen? So I'm really trying to get her to think a little deeper, go a little deeper, with some of the the, th the thoughts that she is thinking about her overthinking. And I al also wanna make sure that I understand what she thinks overthink means because people ha have their own definitions of things. So I wanted her to pull it out. I don't like to give answers. I like to ask questions because we all have the answers inside of us and our answers are the best answers because we know best what we're thinking. All right. So her response to me to those questions for the first question was, you know, can you be more specific about what personal decisions you struggle most with? She said, money decisions can be tough. I am frugal what to pick to choose to do. I look at too many options and become unfocused. So that was the first thing. So it's specifically around money and she has a hard time making decisions because she's doing all the research. Okay, the second one is to my question about, well, are you saying you make decisions? You just don't follow through on them because she said she didn't stick to them. So what she said is, I do make decisions and mostly follow through. See, that's why I asked the question, because if she, I had gone with her first comment, which she said, I, I don't stick to them. She does, she says. Okay, so she does mostly follow through, but then my head runs through all kinds of alternatives that could have been done. I get way too detailed. 
So what she's saying there is that she's not trusting her decision. And then she wants to change her decision. And then the third thing is in terms of the overthinking question, I look at way too many alternatives of what could be or sh- or what I should do. I am not sure what causes this to happen. Okay, so and she said she's getting better, but she's a work in progress. So these are the pets based on her follow-up that I came up with. So pay attention to how they are addressing specifically what she told me. And they're short and to the point, like specific and direct, okay? And, and as I'm reading them, think about if you are someone like her who has a problem overthinking specifically money decisions, you change your mind a lot, you are questioning this decision you made, wanting to change your mind, think about how tough it would be to, to read out loud affirmations that really tell you that that's all a lie. It's all your own fake news you've been making up in your head. So here we go. And I did a few pets to address what I saw as probably three main ants. Money decisions are easy. I spend money on the things that make me the happiest. I trust that the one thing I pick is always the right thing. And that makes me feel confident in my choice. When I make a decision, it is done and I am happy with it. I am a quick and confident decision maker who follows her heart when making decisions. I check in with how my heart feels when I make decisions. Those are the pets that she will now be reciting daily. And these, even though they're not true yet, because these are things that she needs to change her thoughts to. She has to brainwash herself into believing these things because these things that I just read out are going to support her desires. They are going to support what she wants to bring into her life. And that's that money decisions are easy. And if you think they're easy, they will be easy. But right now she doesn't think they are. So she needs to change her brain, exercise it daily, just like a workout, making your your grandma guns, as I call them, your biceps stronger. You're making your brain stronger with pets. And you have to do it for 67 days because that is the scientific magic number when ultimately you'll have completely overwritten those automatic tapes in your head. You do start to notice a difference after about three weeks, three to four weeks, you start to really start believing. You might start to see things coming into your life that are associated with 
your pets. It's really crazy how it works. It's like magical. If you want to manifest something, do a pet on it. And it works with relationships too. Works very, you, you don't have any control of how anybody else thinks, but what you think, but you can change your relationship just by changing your own thoughts. So that's what she's going to be working on. And she will stop procrastinating. She'll start making decisions. She'll start being confident in her decisions and she'll start following her heart because that is the gist of it. And here's what I went on to say to her. The best way to stop overthinking and questioning your decisions is to lean into your heart, all caps, and away from your logic brain, which is trying to keep you safe. Unfortunately, safety will not get you to the place you want to go. Don't put so much weight into one decision. One decision is not the end or the deal breaker, and it will never be wrong. It might be a lesson, but know that it will always be a lesson you need and are supposed to receive. So start thinking of decisions as stepping stones and not cutting off other opportunities. You can say no to one thing and yes to another, and then the thing you said no to can be a yes later. A decision is simply the next step to the next thing. And if you follow your heart, it will lead you to the right next thing. Listening to your logic brain will take you in the wrong direction. Overthinking is caused by moving away from the heart and into the head. Too much brain-based logical thinking going on. Let go of trying to make the right decision and let in trusting that you will be guided by your heart to the right decision. If it's a money decision, ask yourself what your heart needs most at the time. If you are trying to choose from multiple options, what will most align with what your heart wants, with your deepest desires? That shouldn't be a brain-based decision. So that is what my words to her and recommendations were to her. Overthinking, the kind of overthinking that she's doing, which is inaction, procrastination, doubt, self-doubt, it's all coming from too much in her head. And she doesn't trust that her heart is going to guide her. And so many of us do that. So many of us do that. We talk ourselves out of what our heart wants. And then later we regret it. And she didn't say she didn't have the money. She's frugal. She said that. You can be frugal. Nothing wrong with being frugal. But what she said is she can't choose and it should be easy. Money decisions are easy when you're following your heart. So it's not really a question of not enough money. It's a question of not enough trust. Right? Well, that is what overthinking in the negative way. So if you overthink, 
overthink about the thoughts you're thinking and get to the root of those negative thoughts and what's going on there and and make them into something that's going to attract what you want to call into your life. So the the four things that you need to do with pets and make sure you do with pets and then I'll wrap up is that uh, you want them to be in the present tense. Not I will, I hope, I'll try. You want I am, I have, as if it's already done. Because your brain needs to wrap itself around the fact that it's fact. And when it's done, and when it's in the present tense, it implies it's done. It's just a matter of time before it unfolds into reality. But it's inevitable. It's like, remember, the, your success is inevitable. Your pets are inevitable. You should need to get your brain thinking and catching up with them. All right. So that's the present tense um, point that I wanted to make. Uh, that No negatives. Number two, no negatives in the... Uh, in the pet statement. So what that means is don't say what you want to get rid of, say what you want to call in. And this can be hard because we want to put in there what we want to get rid of. But remember, the universe doesn't know negative from positive. So you just want to be so positive and just what you want to call in, what you want to attract. And by attracting the opposite, you remember negative to positive, you can't have a negative and a positive. So just by attracting the positive thing, you'll get rid of the negative thing. So just don't say, don't have negatives in there. And then I would say you can, if you have a negative thought, this is number three, specific and direct. So don't have a paragraph pet. <laughs> kind of quick, short statements. You can have like, three short statements that address an ant, but just quick and to the point and very direct. And sometimes I also uh, add like how I want to feel, um, you know, like feel confident. So you, 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 that your brain really latches on to the feeling of that thing and attracting that thing. So lean into the senses and, and the thing that you are, uh, wanting to call in with the, the pet. Uh, and the other thing, the fourth thing is that what you need to do is write them down. So you write them down and then you can do either recite them out loud or you can record them and listen to them. I had a student who she really didn't like her voice but she still recorded and listened to them. And she found that over the course of listening to them, she grew to like her voice or she grew to get used to her voice. And it wasn't like uh, like fingernails on a chalkboard anymore. So that was a good secondary positive thing that happened as a result of her listening to her recorded pets. And I would say when you do them, do them when you're doing something else that you have to do like every day. So, so make it habitual so you don't, not do it. Make it so it's just easy to get done. So an example would be when you're brushing your teeth, 
this should be no more than a three minute exercise. My toothbrush, my automatic toothbrush runs for two minutes. And unless you have like, say you have 10 pets, it's not going to take you more than 45 seconds, probably to listen to those. If you have 25, it might take you close to three minutes. But just to do it something like when you're putting your makeup on, brushing your teeth, doing something that you do every day. So make it part of that ritual, that daily ritual, and you'll make sure you get it done. Mark on your calendar, calendar day one and day 67. And I tell you, when you get to near day 67, all of a sudden you'll realize, because when it becomes a habit, it kind of, you just do it, you just do it. And you don't realize that things are changing until all of a sudden one day you're like, holy crap, things are different. This happened and oh my gosh, this happened. And it's crazy, crazy how it works. That's why I say it's magical. And then my students, after they experience it, they use the same word, it's magical. Because something so simple, and the hardest part is actually coming up with the thoughts that you're thinking and then writing the opposite down. That's the hardest part. And that's the beginning. And once you've done that, so easy. And then it reaps such benefits. And when you're done at the end of 67 days, find more automated negative thoughts. Because as, as you change, as your life changes, there's going to be new negative thoughts. Because that mean girl is never going to go away. She's going to be there. She's going to, next thing you try to do and the next goal you set, because we're going to always keep setting goals, I hope, and wanting more and dreaming dreams. So when we achieve our dreams, we're going to have new dreams. It's a journey of dream chasing and hopefully dream catching. But every dream is going to have its own set of negative thoughts. And you have to address those and attack them and brainwash yourself into believing that they're possible. We're human. So we're always going to have this doubt. Oh my gosh, that's a big dream. I don't know if it's possible. And so, yeah, just, just rewire it. Create a pet when you these ants are coming up that are telling you something isn't possible. There's so much that we can do that we just don't do because we're too busy overthinking in the wrong way. All right. Hope this helped. And for you overthinkers out there, let me know if it helped you. And if you're going to get going on taking some action on creating or identifying your ants and creating pets. So I think uh, you're all set. I think you got everything you need and good luck. I love that this is an action-oriented podcast. I heard somebody say that on their podcast I was listening to recently. And I was like, yeah, that's what mine is. Mine's an action. It's it's not just a listening. It's it's a action, a doing. It's a doing podcast. So go do it. Just do it. Okay? Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. 
Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.